You are listening to the podcast of the Y Church of the Elk River YMCA in Minnesota. Our mission is to seek Jesus, connect together, and share his love. Our reading today is from Romans 12, verses 6 through 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Thank you, Donna. Well, here is the twofer for today. We, first of all, wanted to have a chance to connect with Tom Jurgens from our church family, who was in Mongolia this summer for one month, for four weeks of ministry. It's just an incredible story of how the Lord led him there in the first place and has sustained him all these years in ministry. And many of us have been part of the gift of love component of that. And so we wanted to be able to share a report the other thing is that Tom serves on our finance team for the Y Church. And as a leadership team, as a whole crew, we were thinking, let's find an opportunity in the fall to talk about generous living in its many different aspects. And so there's nobody better, we thought, than Tom, who really demonstrates that through his own testimony, his own life story, and also what has led him to Mongolia. Well, good morning. So here's, here's the question. What on earth are you doing with what God has given you? If my son would ask me, it would be, Dad, what on earth are you thinking? But the Holy Spirit's a little more gentle. I'm challenged by this question. What on earth am I doing with God has given me? What am I doing with my time? My education, my relationships. What are you doing? With your love and your faith, and yes, your money. Now we worship a giving God. We know Ephesians 2.8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. And of course, John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And we hear these and we memorize them and we become so familiar with these verses that sometimes we forget that these are gifts, gifts that God has given us, undeserving as we are. And 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the end of time. We are loved by a generous, giving God who gives without limits. He gives without limits. We have been given hope, that confident anticipation of eternal life with Jesus. Romans 5, 5 says, And hope will not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit 
which he has given us. And I, I have experienced that hope that he gave us. When I held the hand of my wife, she took her last breath here on earth. I had joy knowing that the next breath that she took will be in the presence of God. That's the gift that God promised us. He keeps his promises. You know, that gift of hope. So what is our normal response? When we're given gifts, we acknowledge them with gratitude and, and thanks. You know, thanks very much. Yes, we say, we say thank you. But a gift that isn't opened and used has little value. We don't leave Christmas gifts under the tree for another year. Try that with your kids and see how that works out. No, we open them and we use them. When we accept grace, when we actually open our hearts and accept this wonderful gift, this gift of grace and forgiveness, we are overwhelmed, overwhelmed with heartfelt gratitude. What an amazing feeling. And how do we express this heartfelt gratitude to this generous God? By worship and praise and using the gifts that he gave us, using those gifts that he gave us for his purposes. Because God says, take these gifts from me. Accept these gifts from me. And then God says, I intend to use you and these gifts because your life is significant. God intends for us to use the gifts that he has so generously given us. Romans 12, which we just read, uh, lists many of these gifts. The ones that he expects us to use for his purposes. Prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, leading, and giving generously. But it's also so very easy for us to say that, hey, we've earned these things. You know, our money and our possessions and our influence. Because we've worked hard. And I've built this business. And we've made wise investments. And we've earned all we have. And we deserve all we have. And, and one that kind of irritates me is that we're entitled. We're entitled to all these things that we have. And I know, because I've been there. I've been there. I was about 40 years old, arrogantly pride-filled. Self-important, with a successful veterinary practice, and making money, accumulating possessions, and listening to the applause of our clients. But then I was faced with the possibility, actually probably the probability, 
of losing my health and my marriage and my family, losing my practice because of this relentless, self-centered striving for more money and more stuff. I was a mess. And I guess I'm still a mess, but maybe a little less of a mess. My feet were kicked out from under me. And when your feet are kicked out, you can fall on your back like a helpless upside-down turtle, or you can fall on your knees as a follower of Christ. It's your choice. The only solution, my only solution, was to turn back to God in humility and worship and actually accept, accept God's grace, that generous gift of grace. And you know what? God was there. And he was saying, Tom, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. God was waiting for me to come back. Then I could understand Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18. The first verse is, is where I was. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But then this new, transformed, humble, accepting, grateful, I could relate to the second verse. But remember the Lord your God, for it he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. It's another gift from God, our giving God. And then I realized that all that I had and all that I accomplished was a gift from God. And actually all that I had wasn't really mine at all. Because Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's not ours. It's God's. We are stewards and we are caretakers of everything he has given us. And we are blessed. We have the privilege to be able to use these gifts for his purposes. We have the privilege. And it was then that I learned Christ-centered, kingdom-building use of all my God-given gifts. My wife, Mary, and Pastor Blair Anderson taught me the joy, the joy of giving for kingdom-building purposes. And I feel that Christ-centered giving with joy, it has to be taught. At least for me, it did. It has to be taught by mentors, and it has to be taught by Scripture. That we give not out of obligation, but as a reflection of gratitude to God's generosity and love. We give out of a reflection of gratitude. We are so thankful. I can look back at the many years that I was giving as an obligation 
to church. Oh, I got to give to earn favor from God. And, and I've also learned that anytime you give out of obligation, whether it's your time, your love, your attention, or your money, it builds up resentfulness. You start resenting that I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. But when you start giving out of gratitude and love, you experience this overwhelming joy. It's just a tremendous feeling when you are giving out of gratitude and love. Because I could then joyfully give my tithes and my offerings and ministry support generously with gratitude. Wow. As an act of worship, giving as an act of worship, and then with that perspective, I could believe that every financial decision is a spiritual decision. Every financial decision is a spiritual decision. And I, I began to realize that it's not money and they're not dollars. They're kingdom-building units. Every dollar is a kingdom-building unit. Every hour you spend praying is a kingdom-building unit unit. Every minute you spend holding someone's hand in prayer is a kingdom building unit. Because every decision on how we use our gifts is a spiritual decision. And I began to refocus my time and money and skills that God gave me, and I refocused to his purposes. What did that look like in my life? Sure, I started the goal of tithing, but the joy of giving has led me beyond the tithe. The joy of giving, it's an amazing feeling, and it has led me and my family beyond the tithe. You've heard about the ministry that I've had in Mongolia the last 24 years. In the year 2000, after 25 years of practice, I was celebrating and, and thanking God for my career, and God had trained me, and he prepared me as a horse veterinarian, and he blessed me with the time and money to serve others. And then he sent me to Mongolia, and I didn't even know where Mongolia was. I had to look on a map and squash between Siberia on the top and China on the bottom and 13 time zones away and wow. He asked me to train remote veterinarians in their herders modern veterinary medicine. And I could use what God had already given me to establish trusting relationships and then using the horse as a teaching model. And then through these relationships, these trusting relationships, I could then share the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Buddhists and the Muslims. I could use my faith and my love to teach and encourage the new believers. An old horse doctor in Mongolia kingdom building. Wow, it still surprises me. And for the last 24 years, last 24 summers, not including the COVID years, 
I had the privilege to work in every province in Mongolia, teaching modern veterinary medicine and sharing the gospel. And this summer, I returned again and then traveled another thousand miles to the westernmost province in Mongolia called Hof. And there I worked alongside a young Mongolian couple that has moved there to set up a missionary outpost. I had previously worked with them in the uh, fall of 2019 with the gift of love. So I knew them, and they invited me out there. And Mugi, the, the husband, is a veterinarian that I've trained, and his wife, Noda, is a teacher. And they have set up a wonderful ministry. And it's a difficult, difficult place to work. I led a Christian men's retreat, the first in that remote province. Fourteen leaders from five different churches, we all came together, and I taught lessons from the Apostle Peter, and they were so excited to be there and to be able to take these lessons that we had translated into the Mongolian back to their churches to teach their young Christians. Nine years earlier, I, I had been in Hoft, and there were very few Christians back then, and mostly Kazakh Muslims. But now we had a Christian men's retreat, how the Holy Spirit has been working in this so very remote place. Then I helped with veterinarian training and herder training, and, and of course, they're always followed by a roasted goat, um, you can see this goat on this. That one is cooked in the traditional way where you put the whole goat into a fire. Yeah, and everything is cooked inside the skin. And actually, it tastes pretty, pretty good. <laughs> but we also drove then down to the, uh, the China border. And uh, I was able and blessed to be able to preach a sermon in this remote, tiny church in the mountains. But we also visited the Gift of Love recipients that have already received sheep previously. And the wide church has generously supported this ministry of buying sheep from the herders, giving the money to the veterinarian so he can buy drugs to treat the herder's sheep, and taking these sheep and giving them to a desperate, needing Mongolian family. So inside this next gear, this young man and his wife and baby take care of an aunt that has been bedridden from a stroke for 12 years. And they also care for his aging mother and a mentally disabled adopted daughter. And to hear their story and their commitment to their loved ones was truly heart-wrenching. They've become Christians. And they shared their gratitude with us. The gift of love for sheep changed their lives. And we passed many herding sites traveling in this remote 
and difficult countryside. This is a tough place. They've had a quarter inch of rain in the last 15 months. And you can see everything's built out of rocks because pretty much that's all there's out there, not many trees, and a tough, tough place. And each of these herding sites have stories in the gears and in these stone buildings. Inside this gear is a woman who suffered a stroke four years ago. Her husband abused alcohol and verbally abused her, which is very common in Mongolia. He refused to work. And she has become a Christian. And she finds a ride to a small church group on Sundays. But last year, as she was slowly recovering from her stroke, she was the recipient of two sheep. And those sheep helped her and her husband survive the winter. Her husband's not drinking now, and she can slowly walk to the outhouse. A huge accomplishment. We heard her slurred words of gratitude. We saw the tears streaming down her cheeks. We felt her hugs. And we prayed with her. See, these, these are real stories. I shared just a couple with you. Because the gift of love ministry is making a huge impact in the lives of these desperate, desperate families. And last year, 612 families received 1,785 sheep. That's a lot of sheep. And since 2018, when we started this, over 10,000 sheep have been given to 2,800 families. When Mary and I started the gift of love in 2018, we had no idea how God would place his hand on this ministry using an old horse veterinarian and sheep to build his kingdom. These folks have been prayed with. They've been loved. And they've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, my friends, you're making a difference in Mongolia. Lives are being transformed through this ministry, through these relationships. Two weeks later, I drove back to the, the capital city, a thousand miles, took about three days, but had a day rest up a little bit, and then the highlight of my trip for the last 12 years is leading a retreat for young Christian men that are in this organization that I work with, the Young Mongolian Men. We started out with about 15 men the very first retreat. This year we had 47 men out in the countryside, and we slaughtered two sheep. Got to have your sheep. <laughs> We pitched tents, and it just had a wonderful time. Three days. I taught lessons on the parables of Jesus. 
and we sang worship songs. And to hear 47 Mongolian men sing worship songs out in the Mongolian countryside, it's just a tremendous experience. And of course, with the two sheep, we ate well. We did a lot of laughing, and, and they played full contact volleyball. The retreat ended with a communion service so that we could keep our eyes on Jesus. So Romans 14, 12 challenges us again. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself. Will give an account of himself to God. So here are the final questions. Will we respond to a giving God by joyfully giving our gifts? All that we are stewards of with heartfelt gratitude. Will we give out of heartfelt gratitude? Will we share our time and our faith and, and yes, our money to serve others? those kingdom-building units we talked about. Will this be a reflection of gratitude to a generously giving God? So thank you, my friends, for sharing what God has given you in, in this gift of love ministry and your encouragement and prayers to me. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father in heaven, oh Lord, we, we come to you today with great joy and gratitude that we, we get to worship you, that uh, we can come to you uh, with thanksgiving and gratitude and humility that uh, you have been so generous to us, that you give to us out of love, as undeserving as, as we are. And Lord, we just pray that we can honor you and worship you and praise you with using what you have given us for your purposes, for kingdom building, for God's purposes. I ask you to be with us as we leave here today and that we would reflect your light to the people that, that see us, that we have relationships with, that they would want to know more about this generous giving God. We just ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Y Church podcast. For more information about the Y Church, Check us out online at thewychurch.org.